0: Well, what have I been told I had the physique for? Um, dancing.
1: You do have a dancer body. I could see I it.
0: W- have been told that I have very good turnout.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's great turnout. And you also have the exact profile of Fosse. Bob Fosse? Uh, Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. I think it's Bob Fosse. Fosse Bear. Yeah, you Fosse the Bear. You have the body of Fosse Bear. You're short and wide. <laughs> a famous dancer. Covered in hair. So this
2: is going to be pretty challenging.
1: Let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Girl, little girls. You hear me, my little girls. You're my brother. You're
0: my
1: Welcome to LifePile Podcast, the only podcast that's randomly generated by selecting words out of a dictionary.
0: I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm that small pipette that's supposed to be used to clean out baby's ears that you've been using as an anal douche because you're too scared to order a real one off of Amazon. Dylan Bergasa.
2: Go eat some sun with your skin. It's Ryland.
0: Absolutely. Cam and I were talking about this recently, that we used to be like, we're winter girls and we love winter. I'm a snowbird. And we're like, why are we so sad all the time? And there's a there's a lot of answers for that question. But one of them is that Colorado is like sunny wintertime and mm-hmm. in Chicago, not the case.
1: Yeah. Living yeah. in Chicago during the winter is very similar
0: to living on a nuclear submarine during the Cold War. <laughs> there's Okay. There's nuclear war and there's that Wyoming volcano that I'm constantly worried about. Could I live on a submarine to to outlive both of those?
1: I think living on a submarine is worse than death. And the only reason people do it is because when they sign up, they sign a contract that says they're only going to be doing it for so much amount of time.
0: I mean, you get enough Catchphrase expansion packs down there, and <laughs> you could probably make it work for a while. Time flies by. Get a salt lamp.
1: What's Dude. the half life on the radioactive soil? 2,000 years? Mm-hmm. I got all the expansion packs. I got my salt there lamp. We I'm go. set to go. Set to go. Down in the sea, where things are better, it is much wetter. Mm-hmm. Now you can. See, I'm a crab. I'm a French crab. Jamaican. Jamaican me crazy. This French crab. Jamaican me crazy. I'm trapped
0: in a nuclear submarine. Oh. Life
1: Pile podcast is the only lifestyle podcast where people give you the correct lifestyle advice. Every week we come at you with three lifestyle tips and we review some of the hottest lifestyles out there today. So before we get into the lifestyles this week, we do have a quick correction. In a previous episode, I did report incorrectly that God is a hired columnist for the publication Real Simple. It was a Real Simple mistake to make because he actually is a hired columnist for the magazine Simple Grace. So I hope you all didn't give your money to Real Simple because you should be buying back issues of Simple Grace. Who's got some lifestyle tips for us this week? I know I have one. Hit me. Do not drink water okay water has only existed for the last like 60, 100 years, okay. It was invented by the government as a delivery system for fluoride so they could get fluoride up into your third eye, okay. Mm. Back in the Middle Ages, they didn't drink water, they're just drinking booze all the time, oh. okay. That's why you never hear about water in any classical texts, it's never mentioned in the Bible. They just talk about wine, okay, because the government invented water. Because there is the only way they can figure out to trick people into calcifying their pineal gland with fluoride. All right. Don't drink water.
2: I I feel you, Cam. My great-great-grandfather, when he was still living with me, he used to tell me the tales of, oh, yeah, I remember when the oceans weren't made of water. We called that liquid and and but then okay we had no, that big see, rebranding no, thing Ryland, and it was like no oh, no the ocean's water guys it's been here all along no, yep, no no i remember those no. days thanks great great grandfather no, you're
1: trying to do an oh ha ha you're trying to do an oh ha ha at me and i'm gonna stop you right there okay the ocean is made out of salt wetness okay and anyone who's drank drunken water and drunken salt wetness will testify that they're very much not the same thing at all. So don't try to bring up your BS excuses (laughs) straight out of a government pamphlet, Ryland. This
2: brings me to a different separate great point, though. When people are always complaining, oh, the government, they can't do anything. But then they've pulled the wool over our eyes and made us think that water is a thing so effectively. But people think that the government can't do stuff. I mean, have you drunk a glass of... water Uh, because that's they're doing it right to you and you don't even realize it
0: they've cornered the market on liquids that come out of faucets can you name another brand that's got their stuff running Mm -hmm. straight out of your shower they've cornered the market and it's
1: not capitalism because I should be able to license coca-cola to put in a coke shower in my Mm -hmm. apartment but the big bad (laughs) government wants to get floored in my body so bad they've just made a monopoly
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those poor good souls over at Coca-Cola are really fighting for our right to know and to live enlightened lives outside of the mind control that Uncle Sam wants us to be living in. That's what Bernie Sanders is hooting and hollering about all the time. He's trying to get Coke back where it belongs in my sprinkler system. That's
1: why you never see a picture of Bernie Sanders in which he doesn't have a Coke can label out in his hand. You ever notice that? (laughs) Yeah. Every picture. Even that one where he's in the 60s getting arrested during uh, the... uh, (laughs) A social uh, social justice protest? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You still label out. I don't know how he does it.
0: It That's why it's so fucking ballsy that Kylie Jenner made that commercial. She came right out and said, I am in staunch opposition to everything Bernie Sanders stands for. When she led that march holding a Pepsi. I mean, why else do you think people got so offended? Shots fired. Don't drink water. (laughs) (laughs) I got a throwback lifestyle tip for you guys. Throwing it back! throwing it back to childhood you know when you're playing with your friend and your mom says that you have to come home and eat dinner oh i hate is it the worst oh hate it's it. so bad you
1: fucking bitch mom
0: <laughs> okay. cam really has a lot of animosity <laughs> not towards his mom but towards everyone else's mom and i think yeah. that comes from a sense my of mom's mom competitive great.
1: my mom's really awesome
0: cam has an incredible mom but it Manifests in this weird way Where everyone else's mom is trash Your <laughs> friend's mom is like Yeah we have to eat too And so you're, you turn to your friend And you say Eat your dinner real fast I'm just gonna skip mine And then we can play more so this is where things Kind of get technical Let your friend walk you To the door And you have them loudly Say okay bye You're leaving I'm watching you leave Goodbye mm. Right And then make sure You open the door Real wide As if a human body Is passing through it And then you slam it Shut again And then you go hide Under your friend's Parents bed So your friend's Gonna scarf down Their food Quick as a fox Now this is where It gets super technical Halfway through the meal Your friend's mom's Gonna get a phone call It's gonna be your mom She's gonna say Did you send Dylan home And your friend's mom is going to be like, yeah, I heard him leave. And your mom's going to be like, well, he didn't come home. <gasps> Now, remember, this is the 90s, so like Elizabeth Smart and all that stuff. Pretty soon, you're going to start hearing sirens outside. Now, this is when it gets quite technical, you guys. Uh, a neighborhood search has been launched. Your neighbors are outside. They're calling your name. The authorities have been notified. Your mom is crying. Uh, at one point, your friend's mom is going to go into her bedroom and look around. Now, this is... It's going to get very technical right here, you guys. You need to be sure to not make any sudden movements, and to hold your breath, and eventually she's going to go away. Now, the crucial mistake that everyone makes is that you're going to get bored. You're under a bed, there's not a lot to do, and eventually you're going to come wandering out, everyone's going to start screaming, and then there's going to be a lot of like talking and phone calls, and you'll find it's going to take a lot longer for you and your friend to get back to playing than you initially thought, so maybe just forget this whole lifestyle tip.
1: Wait, so, hold on... When you say throwback, is this about the time when you got declared a missing person as a 10-year-old? Maybe.
0: Could be. <laughs> it's just more a throwback to kind of those ubiquitous, universal experiences we all had as children growing up in the
1: 1990s. See, it's very interesting because it kept becoming more and more technical, I noticed. Like Inception, we kept going into another deeper level of technical well, technicality.
0: Hey, I figure we're on episode six. It's time to stop giving these slow pitch softball yeah, tips right. to people. Yeah. We're all advanced at this point right. because we've done the hard work to get our listeners to a, at least an intermediate level of oh, technicality. Yeah. No, if
1: you're on episode six, then you are uh, a, a new proto-human. You're above. You're a hu- whole new evolution <laughs> of humankind.
0: Welcome, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um, so I did notice that when you're saying this is where it gets technical, I thought you were saying this is where technical. Skill is required to achieve Your goal mm-hmm. when really What you're saying is this is where it gets technical And that's why it doesn't work Because I don't have those technical skills
0: I think an important part of being a Lifestylist is to recognize where You fall short to, <laughs> to, to Know where your boundaries are so that You can expand them and push past oh. them <laughs> So I don't quite Know how to pull the wool over my mom's Eyes <laughs> I'm getting there though
1: So the, the the real tip Inside the tip is to discover your boundaries plan a bank heist maybe you don't get away with the money mm-hmm. but you learn where your skill boundary is yeah now just you how technical you can get
0: walk it back walk it back <laughs> walk it back okay there's the line walking it back <laughs> oh i know okay and yeah as a lifestylist i can say you go to court Rylan knows he's a he's a law student. You go to court. The judge says, "Hey, you tried to rob a bank." You say, "My bad." Walk it back. Walk it back. Walk mm-hmm. it back. I'm walking it back. No And the judge will be like, "Okay,
1: all right, all right, yeah, walk it back. Okay, no big deal. T- all right, you get out of here." He gets it now. Man. Okay, you little scamp. Lesson learned. Rehabilitated. We've never rehabilitated anybody so
2: fast. He's like, Why can't they all be like this? We'll do that again. Yeah, it turns into a scene and a musical. Actually, I'm gonna walk it back. You walk it back, you walk it back. And the judge jumps in and he's all dancing in his robes, or she is, because gender norms. Well, it is
1: it is a he, but when he pulls up those judge robes, <laughs> he's got fishnets and red high heels on, and he really dances those little dancer sticks. Ooh,
2: but I, I like I like this idea of giving really technical advice to 10-year-old children in our sixth episode. I can see a little tweak to be made uh, with your thing here, Dylan. You know, the whole, like, I'm going to put pillows up under my covers to make mom think that i'm still sleeping in bed uh so alternatively if you're stuck in this situation and you're at your friend's house and your mom thinks you're missing bring a mannequin that resembles you and throw it in front of a car (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: and then when they find that they'll just stop looking for you they'll be like oh my god oh my god dylan you got hit by a car turned into a mannequin
1: i don't We can't give this podcast away for free. This is much too valuable
0: advice. Speaking of valuable advice... Rylan, you got some?
2: Oh, I sure I sure do. So, I don't know about you guys, but I drive a car and what do I hate about driving a car? When people are safe you know, I'm coming up behind them, they're turning right onto another street and they turn so slowly oh my god it's the most annoying thing like, I get it, you want to make sure that the coast is clear, that there's not a person there, but you know pretty quickly whether there's a person there or not, just (laughs) Go fast So that brings me to Live um, the Fast and Furious lifestyle Okay I'm telling everybody out there Start watching all those movies That way You're drifting around those corners And drifting If you hit somebody It doesn't hurt that bad Because you're basically like It's like you're just floating And if you get If you've ever been You're not slamming
0: You're (laughs) drifting You're Tokyo drifting right over that metal
1: I drifted right into that person They're fine You know who else drifts? Everyone in a lazy river
0: Okay yeah. Is that gonna kill
1: you?
2: Exactly. That's Cam knows what I'm getting at here. It would make my life easier if everybody was drifting out of my way. So my lifestyle tip is for you guys to make my life easier by doing something for me. So thank you guys. I love it, Raylan. That's a really
1: great tip. Have you ever considered moving to Tokyo?
0: Mm. Because
1: you know, in Tokyo, that is the driving style. They they only drift. Yeah I
2: did know that And that's why Cars there are like Pillows
1: Yeah no In Japan The pancakes
0: are like pillows The cars
1: are like pillows Monsters are
0: like pillows That fit in your pocket Everyone's always talking about Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift As if it's like Tokyo Drift And like When In actuality When that title card Comes up on the screen And you're in theaters It's in Cotton candy letters Mm -hmm. And there's little (laughs) bears Shaking their hands And Vin Diesel's there It's actually the only Fast and Furious movie Rated G Riley just needs to move To Chicago Honestly
1: Oh yeah If you want to see Some fast turning, Come on to Chicago buddy
0: Yeah for real If you want to okay. Want some people To drift over the hood Of your car You can watch that Every day in Chicago <laughs>
1: but really? the, why do you
2: have to turn so slowly? I hate these people.
0: Now, what are the, it depends on the model. First, and I never understood this, Jeep Wranglers are supposedly the cars that you can just drive up a flat iron in, but they've got the highest center of gravity, so if I do anything beyond driving a straight line, I'm (laughs) somersaulting down (laughs) I-25. So, if it's that car that you're behind, I fully understand why you need to take a turn going four miles per hour, because anything but you're in danger zone. But if it's maybe like a Chrysler 300, then that's Well, fine. that's
2: why you have to learn how to drift, because you can't flip if you're drifting. That's a whole other trick you're doing right can't there. You can't flip a drift. You can't do both tricks at the same time.
0: Can't flip a drifter, can't drift a flipper. See, you guys <laughs> both played Tony Hawk Pro Driver as kids. I never had that one, so you maybe mm. know the button combos for how to do these different moves. I just have to take them slow.
1: Tony Hawk's Pro Driver, where he is just a cab driver, and he drives people in his cab to make money to pay for his skateboards. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm so get the fuck out of my way yeah mom
0: (laughs) no all right y'all who is the first lifestyle for us this week i got one this past week i participated in an american institution once a year this magical time comes around where you gather with your best friends in the whole wide world obviously i'm talking about your coworkers. Mm-hmm. these are the people who've been there with you through it all they've seen you at your best they've seen you at your quietest they've seen you when you're just wearing headphones that aren't playing any music because you don't want to talk to them and you get together And you go do something called team building. Oh, build it up. What building is there left to do? How can a group of people be more fortified than this? Yeah, because this isn't just a business. This is a family. This is a family. And you know what this family is about? Acronyms. We're about compasses. We're about tripods, cornerstones, foundations, about branches of trees and thought, webs. So I thought... What better topic to do this week than corporate bonding retreat experiences? And I got some good ones for you guys.
1: And before we get into this, just a quick safety tip. When you're doing corporate bondage... You should never see extremities turning blue, okay? Blood flow is very important. That's why for the corporate bondage, you know, don't use Ethernet cables. You need things that can quick release if uh, if an emergency happens.
0: Okay, But
2: real pink and red are okay colors to turn our skin during this, right?
1: Wow, I just got more of an image of around during bondage than I ever had in my head before. Really painted a picture for me.
0: Until, he says his safe word, which is... Just checking in. Do I still have extremities? Please advise. Thanks.
1: <laughs> R.E. My extremities. R-E. Just checking in.
0: Just going to CC finance on this one. The first one I've got is blindfolded food tasting. That's where oh, no. you put weird and wacky things on a plate. Don't worry about checking for people's allergies because that's part of the fun. There's the, you know, yeah. uh, you put pop rocks in your mouth and they start sizzling. You put peanuts in Denise's mouth and she's going to start sizzling, if you know what I mean. So that's half the fun.
1: And you're learning stuff about each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you know that about Denise? That her throat will close up if she so much as smells a cashew? It's fun. Did you know she kept her EpiPen
1: in her little desk drawer that has the lock on it? <laughs> and you? do you know where that key is? Because I cannot find it for the life.
0: She surely can't tell you. Her eyelids are swollen
2: to heck. Can you do the spaghetti? The Lady in the Tramp spaghetti? one with that one with
0: um your co-workers i like that you're blindfolded and then there's food before you and then on the other side of the food there's another co-worker and a little
1: surprise for you we do
0: that the whole way down the line yeah you can do that with a plate of cashews you can do that with strawberries
1: What does the French cuisine stop, and where does the Frenching start? Because I am actually worried I'm going to start eating human
0: here. Yeah, I have been waiting for a moment that felt natural to engage in Frenching with Robert from customer experience, and nothing like a blindfolded oyster tasting to get that rolling.
1: And and rumors won't get out, because everybody's blindfolded. Oh, yeah. So me and Robert can really get into it, like we've always wanted to.
0: How did my hand slip up his button down Oxford? I was doing the blindfolded food tasting. I'm sure you guys did it too. Is
1: this not the plate? Because it's so firm.
0: Because it's so
1: firm. And cold. Oh God, Robert's dead. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, he's allergic to shellfish. He's dead. I've been frenching him for 10 minutes. He's been dead the whole time.
0: Yeah, there is like a survivor element to it where you realize that you're the last man standing at your company because everyone was allergic to Nutra grain bars and to shell pasta. <laughs> No,
1: not shellfish. I'm allergic to shell pasta. <laughs> no, no, there's Valdita shells and
0: cheese. <laughs> Apparently, a big thing in England for corporate bonding is sumo wrestling and there's mm. all these facilities to go put on uh, an inflatable suit that makes you look like one of those sumo wrestlers you put on helmet gloves and then you get down on a tarp or a mat and uh, you'd wrestle it out with your co-workers
2: what I don't like about the sumo oh. wrestling it just feels like a lazy version of the food one because you know the sumo wrestlers are gonna wind up lady in the tramping it too you know they're just pushing up against each other as hard as they can do and they're gonna wind up frenching but oh i didn't have to cook food for them this time i mean it's lazier that's what i feel like
1: that's a great point Ryland. because you know i used to love every time espn would happen to have like a sumo wrestling competition going on maybe espn 2 will have it going on and i do love to watch it but sometimes i have wished that i could just see one match that doesn't end in some frenching yeah you know it is very kawaii i'll admit it I love to see those big boys get together, but I'd like to see the sport to completion at least once and not that completion, the push them out of the ring, not, you know, come on.
0: Yeah. It's ESPN. They've got all the money for those fancy graphics. The Mario Kart confetti comes down and the big shiny rotating trophy graphic, but we never get to see it because they got to come out with a mop and a bucket and get all those boy (laughs) juices off the ring. Yeah.
1: That's why they throw the salt on the ring before they start, so they don't slip.
0: Is that a thing? They put sidewalk salt on.
1: It's not sidewalk salt, but it is a with- Japanese tradition. They both competitors th- throw salt over the ring before okay, they
0: just start. Coarse salt to soak up any. Okay. Yeah. That's hot. <laughs> I got another blindfold for you guys. This one's blindfold driving is listed as a corporate bonding activity it says no. <laughs> if is you're this? feeling like you particularly trust your co-workers <laughs> gather everyone into a car put a blindfold on the driver and, what? A, and away you go <laughs> what? the use of directional aid is forbidden what? encouraging participants to use alternative solutions to solve the problems faced is encouraged i don't Really know what alternative solutions Beyond directional aid would be
1: It's it's a lot of I feel Statements and it's like I feel Like at our current Bearing And velocity you will kill Us all mm-hmm. and I feel That maybe if it wouldn't upset Your feelings you could maybe Redesign the paradigm Of our direction mm-hmm. if you Feel
0: it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. please don't stop what you're Doing you're doing great and I love Everything about this project I just want to maybe sit down with charlotte from hr now if you're free and we could just decide a path going forward or maybe a path going slightly angled to the left away from that, oh, hey, Pontiac. that
1: direction you <laughs> you directional bitch
2: i think this is a great opportunity for bosses that hate all of their employees. Yeah, see, this seems
1: like really a way to uh, switch up the staffing more than it is to build the teams. Has there been one of these that isn't? some violent thing with a great chance of killing
0: Robert from customer experience. I think you guys are misreading this. I think we need to be focusing on where the actual bonding is coming from. And I think based on what we see in this list, you're getting the most bonding based on how many blindfolds are involved. So Mm. if I could amend blindfold driving, I'd say more blindfolds, (laughs) more bonding. Let's put a blindfold on everyone in the car. Okay, now we're really having fun.
2: You can't really be much more bonded when you are in a crumpled piece of
0: metal and all
2: your body parts are all just all mixed mashed up and mashed together yeah. that's the ultimate uh,
0: bonding yeah. right what there other bonding experience is gonna lead you to feel like i don't know where i begin and paul ends because, <laughs> exactly. because paul ends over there in patricia <laughs> yeah. and i love after
2: that how you get to the lady in the tramping again you know <laughs> we're all just in this car my mouth is in your mouth already i might as well I'll just start Frenching you.
0: This one's kind of akin to the last one. Everybody dies. Chariot racing, <laughs> okay. kind of like blindfold driving, but there's less blindfolds. And I was like, okay, this is cool. You go to a you go to a gladiator stadium somewhere that we've set up. You get in a chariot with your coworkers, and you have some ponies pull you around a track. <sighs> Not the case, you guys. Your coworkers are the ponies. So I'm kind of not sure where the bonding comes here because you have one person who's the driver and then three or four coworkers who just have to pull this person somewhere else. And then it says, the horses pull their chariot riders around an obstacle course fighting for first place. To make it more interesting, the winning team could receive workplace perks such as finishing early or receiving free lunch. And I like that this is a place that Western capitalism is moving towards. We don't got to beat around the bush with these kind of vague conceptions of like those who work hard will be rewarded. This is clear, cut, dry. We put you... In the office dome, and you have to battle for your right to food, to go home. And I, I don't think there's anything more bonding than that, than being in the trenches with your coworkers. It's
1: great, because not only are, are, are we bonding with our coworkers, but it also, you get the manager there as the driver of the chariot. It's a great way for the manager to say, like, hey, I don't think you guys understand the situation here. Let me explain it to you. You are beasts of labor, and you put your blood, sweat, and tears into this. And once your body has been used up, of all its potential, I will cast you aside like an empty husk. So let's not fool ourselves about the nature of our relationship. This is the true nature of our relationship. Mm-hmm. You get it yet,
0: Karen? Here, have a sugar cube. There, there you just pet Karen's nuzzle and you give her a carrot. But she's blindfolded
1: while she eats it. And everybody,
2: everybody <laughs> has those coworkers that resemble horses so this is just like your opportunity to finally Rylan, fulfill that fantasy.
1: This is one of those times when I think working at a zoo has given you uh, a <laughs> incorrect. Because while I do believe you did have coworkers who looked like horses and they were called zebras, yeah, not everybody has a similar experience, Ryland. What? There are so many horse people in the world,
0: (laughs) you know that you work with at least one. Sarah Jessica Parker, Kellyanne Conway. This is mean. I'll be mean to (laughs) Kellyanne Conway. Oh my god, so much focus
1: on the secret lizard society that is taking over our society that we're not even <sighs> looking at the horse people oh that are god. taking over us.
0: Ryland society. tried to warn us. Oh my god, he tried so hard to warn us. If only he hadn't died in that freak corporate bondage experiment. <laughs> His middle name is Horse. Ryland Horse Warner, warning us about the horses. As foretold in the prophecy. As foretold in the prophecy, <laughs> a Warner will rise. <laughs> You guys, I didn't even notice. There's this still a blindfold heavy bonding exercise. You know your employees, they're going to get skittish, they're going to get distracted. If you don't corral them into a clear trajectory, this is where you start, this is where you end. They're going to start wandering off to Slack, they're going to get on AIM, they're going to start, you know, talking to their friends in the break room. So you put blinders on them, distant cousin of blindfolds. Mm-hmm. And that way they're they're going to stay focused on the track. They just have opposite gender day listed. If you ever wanted to swap genders, now is your chance, which is a fun opening sentence. Borrow your male or female counterparts attire and turn up to the office as someone else for the day. Make it more interesting by adopting the mannerisms and personalities as well. Yeah, I got my coworker, Rebecca, who she's from about 50 miles north of Milwaukee. She always comes into work with her waiters. She's got her coveralls on. She just likes to bring her duck hunting gun in case we do one of those. See, you know, uh, Eric down in finance has like one of those pull machines where it shoots a clay disc up into the mm-hmm. sky. And she loves yeah. when he brings that to town. So I got to be like. Rebecca, which means I've got to put all my RuPaul's Drag Race memorabilia down in the drawer of my desk. I got to stop painting my nails because Rebecca isn't a huge fan on that. And I guess I'm not wearing cologne today because I'm Rebecca for the day.
1: Does this also mean you have to get the same dragon chest tattoo
0: that Rebecca has? Mm -hmm. I think so. I think it does. Which is a bummer because then it's kind of like opposite gender day becomes... The rest of my life and you know rebecca didn't tell me i've gotten a lot of strange looks at the beach with this tattoo and i had a gentleman come up to me and say i haven't seen you at the meetings before and i was i said what and he goes the brotherhood has been very careful to count its members we haven't seen you before brethren and i say that are, what are we have I met you before? Are you did. We go to school together. And then he, you know, puts a blade in my hand and he says, we're meeting at nightfall <laughs> at the river.
1: This reminds me of another great lifestyle tip. I want to get out there into the world because it's happened to everybody. Someone comes up to you and they're acting like they know you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I can't. This guy seems familiar, but I'm actually not sure if I've met him before. Whenever you find yourself in this situation, people think it's a very awkward and difficult situation. Not once you have this simple tip. Start saying phrases that sound like a code word for a spy. Oh, yes. Well, the snow sits lightly on the avenue in Spain, Mm -hmm. you say to them knowingly. Everything's fixed. Mm -hmm. Now they're going oh, but the leaves hang to the trees in Japan. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, the window panes are clear except when they frost. And now you guys are, like, very on the level. You're having a tete-a-tete. You've got that, you know, back and forth natural feel. He's handing you a suitcase. He's handcuffing it to your hand. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, I've I've achieved socializing. I'm great at
0: it. Absolutely, yeah. Rebecca hands you the two tote bags full of nitroglycerin and says, when the Cock crows at the dawn, then we too shall rise to the throne of American wow, politics.
1: Really if <laughs> you guys ever notice that Rebecca, whenever she tries to talk in go words, just starts saying the actual thing that she's doing. <laughs> Rebecca is terrible at being a spy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, Re- Rebecca says, you know, these four digits are for when the ice melts and that we need to rig the governor's... Oh, I'm doing it again! <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca tries her hardest. That's why we keep her in the agency. And that's why Opposite Gender Day is so fun. <laughs> this last one I've got, this website recommends Messy Twister oh, as a corporate Christ. bonding event. It says... Put a fun twist on a classic game. Recommended that you play outside. Players dress in white. You cover each dot on the twister board in the corresponding paint color. And then you end up in some artistic, unique clothing pieces as well. I think this is fun because you can put on blindfolds and, you know, maybe you get a hotel room and really get to know your co Put out some oysters, I think, yeah. around the room and some shellfish.
1: This is great because we've... It hit the fetish of every person in the office, except for Paul in finance, who has that messy fetish. He mm. likes it when it gets messy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice that we're being inclusive and we're doing some weird sexual thing that's the flavor of every person in the office.
0: Mm-hmm. Offices are rainbows. That's why we've got corporate Pride flags with colors that represent, you know, all the facets of a of a healthy, traditional corporate community. You've got horseplay. You've got oyster play. You've got... Blindfold play. Blindfold Don't play. Don't important. forget blindfold play. Rigged elections.
1: Mm-hmm, that's hot. Ooh, that's hot. And another great thing about this is that if you're going to try and get people and you're like outside work like your free time life to do this you'd have to get them to consent to do this kind of stuff but in an office situation if they don't consent to doing the things you ask them to do they can't pay rent because you fire them right Mm. so the consent is just kind of implied and you don't even have to ask for it yeah yeah well dylan you've convinced me corporate bondage live it
2: ryland if I were to do my own corporate bondage uh, retreat, I would definitely have the, uh, the, the, what's it called? Where you put the, where the person is on the ground and you're in the paint. Missionary.
1: No, it's missionary,
2: right? <laughs> you're
1: in yep. The paint, they're on the and, and you're in the paint. <laughs> Did you say Twist and Shout? <laughs> it's the, twister. it's, it's twister. twister. It's the messy Twister. It's the messy Twister.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to put Messy Twister right uh next to the track with the blindfold car driving around cuz that low <laughs> visibility, people on the ground. <laughs> I think that's a really good combo. It's really good uh, messy in here.
0: <laughs> I see what you're getting at. That car hits the paint covered Twister panel they Tokyo drift right into team bonding. Right. Yes, yes. So I'm definitely going to live it. Nice. Uh you guys, I'm a I'm a fan of sloppy eating, being covered in paint and blindfolds, fellas. I'm going to live it as well.
1: So I've got the next lifestyle coming at us, and this actually might be part of a series. I'm considering doing a series on invisibility, because there's a lot of invisible lifestyles out there that I think we should be talking about. This lifestyle is coming to us thanks to the novel Billy Bathgate by E.L. Doctorow, published by Plume. Uh, and uh, this is a historical fiction, but it does, you know, have a lot of historical fact in there. Uh, it tells the tale of the last days of the life of Dutch Schultz, who is one of the pantheon of our greatest gangsters. He's up there on America's Mount Olympus of gangsters with some of our biggest gangster names. And this just kind of gives like the parable of the last days of his life with like, uh, you know, a what if there is a young man who gotta witness all of it? So this is coming to us straight out of Billy Bathgate by Yale, Dr. O. It is spectacular enough to see someone in the flesh whom you've only known in the newspapers. But to see someone the newspapers have said is on the lamb definitely has a touch of magic to it. If the papers said Mr. Schultz was on the lamb, then it was true. But the lamb suggested to most people someone running by night and hiding by day, when really what it is, is the state of being invisible. If you don't run, and you don't hide, and you are on the lamb, then you are there all the time. You are simply controlling people's ability to see you, and that is a very potent magic. Of course, you do it by waving dollars over the air. You wave a dollar and you are invisible, but it is still a difficult and dangerous trick that may not always work when you want it to. So there you have it. You can be invisible. All you have to do is wave around some money. Here's the catch. How do you get that money? You have to brutally murder a lot of people and develop a uh, you know crime syndicate, but you get to be invisible. So you guys be invisible like Dutch Schultz live it or leave it sorry he was on on the lamb this is one of my favorite things to talk about you guys l-a-m on the lamb means
0: being on the run from the law is l-a-m an acronym nope
1: it's old timey slang
0: love it live it live old (laughs) timey slang i'm trying to use more of it you know that's so cherry old slang
1: That
2: is so cherry. Um, I'm losing all marbles because I'm on the lamb. That's what it stands for. I just Googled it real quick.
1: You know, the verb form means to hit somebody super hard. So they used to call uh, the protest breakers. They'd hire people to stop people from picketing their business because it's the 1920s. We're using immigrants as slave labor, pretty much paying people like pennies an hour. So they'd put together a union and picket the business so the management would just hire lammers mm. and lamb also means as the verb is to just hit somebody really hard so their job was to go to the picket line and hit people with big clubs oh it's an onomatopoeia lamb yeah Okay, yeah, and mm. then also it became also to me and to be on the run as well being on the lamb I'm on the hit someone right now. No, I gotta no, get away It's not
2: language. Is Ariana Grande thing.
1: put out a lamb single <laughs>
0: lamb. <Ooh.
2: laughs> hey, hey, bro. Can you pass me that? I want a lamb oh, Hold on
0: Yeah, it's not gonna come yeah. across in the recording. Let me try This might sound like the inside of all of our digestive tracts, but those were bong noises. Because
1: I want a lamb of it. I want to lamb that bong. Wow. I, I didn't realize that if I had brought a new word into the room, <laughs> that it would totally distract you guys completely. Uh, my favorite
0: story is the line in the lamp.
2: Bam! I hit that line right in the face. <laughs> Take that, you little sucker.
0: <laughs> Mr. Rogers had that really dangerous, violent character on his old TV show.
1: Lamb chop! <laughs>
0: I don't know how they allowed that on children's TV. That was like PBS. Yeah. She was a karate master. It's crazy. Well, you guys have convinced me. Be invisible like an American
1: gangster. Leave it. Leave it. I just don't have the
2: money to wave around. Uh, And if I have to kill people to get that money, then I don't know that I want to kill people to turn invisible. However, can you use your money that you got from crimes to commit more crimes? Like I'm going to rob this bank and I'm waving money in front of the teller's face as I take money out of her
1: till. Is that how it works? I love this because this is like I'm just watching (laughs) Rylan discover how crime works. And it's really fun to see him like put it together. Did you know that Stalin pulled off one of the biggest bank heists in the century he lived in that went unsolved for a very long time. And uh, it was a robbery of some armored cars. Well, they weren't cars, they were horse-drawn carriages, but they were armored and they are full of money. And the only reason that he knew where they were going to be, when they were going to be there, because uh, he attacked them while they were en route, was that he bribed one of the bank employees, who he used to know from back in school days. So it is very similar to, you know, waving dollars at the bank teller while you steal money from them. The only small difference is that he didn't bribe the guy with money. Stalin bribed the bank clerk with one of the poems Stalin wrote because Stalin was famous at his high school for being a great poet. So he pulled off one of the greatest bank heists of his century by being a poet.
0: No way. Is that not the pinnacle of fucking high school popularity to be like, the coolest guy in school will write you a poem if you let us do this crime.
2: That is so awesome. Stalin walk in with his leather jacket, his sunglasses on, he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and he pulls out a love poem, hands it to the teller. Teller opens up the vault, lets him write in. That Sexy dude. Live
1: it. Now, y'all, I do just wanna let's let's preface this by saying he's a monster. He killed millions of people. Very bad guy. All right. That's preface. OK, but I'm going to show you guys a picture right now of a young Stalin and tell me if your vault door doesn't swing right open. <gasps>
0: shut up. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a member of One Direction.
1: Yeah. No, you, you, you think you're going to keep your vault door shut? No, it's swinging. Right yeah. wide I could over. be related to
0: that guy. Yeah, I could be related to him. a veritable jungle of hair.
1: Ryland, what do you mean you could be related to that guy? Are you admitting something about your family history? Or, okay, this is just <laughs> No, funny. he just looks like a cousin of mine.
0: He does have those dreamy Ryland eyes, and Ryland's hair ain't nothing to spit at. ryland has got some some going on up there. Yeah, so please stop
1: spitting at my hair. You could take a long <laughs> swim in these in these eyes. Yeah. yeah. The very... bone structure. Did kill millions of people. <laughs> very bad guy. Very bad. Uh, d- I would still lamb it. Oh, he'd lamb it hard. He'd lamb it. I was going to say lamb it hard, but that's really redundant.
0: Yeah, I I, I I like the idea of of using money to solve my problems. And you don't mind killing to do it. I don't mind killing to do it. Killing money, living fast. You killed a lot
1: of people in that corporate bondage section.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's just keep it rolling.
1: You're kind of like Stalin in that you're beautiful, you've killed a lot of people, <sighs> and you don't
0: seem to have a lot of regret. I kind of do look more related to Stalin than Ryland does. <laughs>
2: Wow okay hurtful Is
0: the, Are we doing a stolen off
2: <gasps> Oh it's a
1: stolen off, stolen
0: off! <laughs> Just called me Dylan Stolen Was he from Russia
1: <laughs> He was actually from Georgia but oh, he. So he, he got like that
0: Atlanta accent He kept it yeah. a secret Hi hey, yeah,
2: yeah. hey there roses are red Violets are blue let me in this vault And I might like you <laughs>
1: Say the words, Dylan. Say those magic words I have to hear.
0: Using my Stalin powers to kill people, but then cloak myself in invisibility is going to be a livid for me.
1: There you have it. We all learned a lot today. Ryland... What do you got
2: for us this week, my bad? You know, Cam, you really set me up really well here. We give out a lot of lifestyle advice on this show, but we don't give enough life-taking advice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> got a fam. Yeah, a lot of ninjas have been riding into the show and complaining <laughs> that their hair looks great and their skin's clearer than it's ever been before, but they're getting bored with all the manslaughter, and they need a fresh way to do it. Right. So you guys live out in Chicago,
2: way, and so I'm sure you've heard of this place. It's a pretty... Popular place, actually. Like they wrote a book about it. Uh, it's called The Devil in the White City. You ever heard of this? No. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Are you. Oh, Dylan. I don't I'm know so what so this is. To watch you see this. I like
0: that. That's my function on this podcast is that I don't know anything, so I'm like an avatar <laughs> for the audience to be like, "What's that? Oh
1: my god!" You're just like, "Oh, I don't know anything. <laughs> ooh, what do I do with this? I have really
0: <laughs> thick hair and a body that won't quit, but I'm empty inside. I'm
1: so confused and surprised <laughs> by the world." This. Uh, What's this? A penis? Right. What do I do with
0: this? Hey, tell <laughs> me all about the devil and the white, the white devil in the in Atlanta.
2: <laughs> I think the book is called "The Devil in the White City." I'm not sure. I don't have it here, yeah, uh, but it's about a man named h h holmes what are those first h's i don't know harry henderson during the time of harry (laughs) henderson holmes (laughs) during the time of the world's fair in chicago uh he set up what is now known as the murder castle and so h h holmes uh harry henderson holmes he saw the World's Fair as an opportunity to uh, make some money because uh, he was a capitalist. Uh, and he was like, hey, I'm going to buy this plot of land nearby and I'm going to build a hotel on it. And it's going to be really cool. going to be really fun. I'm going to put a lot of secret passageways in there and um, some trap doors and uh, maybe pits of acid uh, down in the basement. <laughs> and so mr harry henderson holmes became a serial killer in Uh, his own labyrinth like hotel with all these secret uh, rooms and shit and he would
1: just lure people in
2: and uh, they'd never leave uh,
1: uh, uh, well i mean slight addition he would harvest their bones and make those skeletal models for uh med students and you know medical schools so you would leave. You would just leave as like a scary set of bones for a classroom.
2: Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's like the ship of Theseus. Like, yeah, there's, there's some nuts and bolts added in here, but it's still got some of the old parts.
1: That's yeah. basically them. When you think about it from the ship of Theseus point of view, he really didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> cool.
2: So, this is basically the prequel to Saw, um, <laughs> where, like, people are just trapped in a place, uh, and they they die. Uh, but I thought that maybe we could, for for anybody out there looking to make their own murder house, that I, I have some tips and tricks that I think you could implement in your murder house, and maybe the guys do here <laughs> as well. <laughs> Here's my first tips and tricks, okay? Bam. You wake up. You're a victim. Okay. lamb. <laughs> Blam. There you are. You wake up <laughs> you're like uh, where am I? Where? Uh. And you're in a room, right? It's it's pretty bare bones, but on the wall is a TV and it's playing all the latest movies all those movies that you've really been wanting to go see lady bird fish in the water the paddington 2 uh You're annihilation is
0: wrong that the second one was called horny fish let 12 <laughs> but continue Sorry.
2: thanks for whamming me with that one lamb <laughs> Lam. me uh <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, so like, it's like, oh my God, I've been really meaning to go watch these movies. I'm glad that I'm in this room that I don't recognize and they're just all on this TV playing. However, the volume is pretty low and there's no buttons on this TV you can't turn up that volume so you can barely hear what's even going on in Paddington 2 how'd this bear get in prison I don't even know <laughs> but also it gets even worse guys cause then you hear clip clop Clop, as there's somebody in the room above you walking around in high heels oh. and they won't stop. They're just walking around in high heels.
0: <laughs> I thought there was a horse person up there. Kellyanne Conway's in the room above you and we don't know what she's doing.
2: <laughs> she's wearing her heels too and it's just really obnoxious. It's just like, wait, are you going out? Are you going to a party or something? Just leave, God. It's like, okay, doing your tap dancing in your high heels, that's a great place to do it right in the room above me i'm trying to watch paddington 2 here and the volume's very quiet
1: i think Ryland has a great point if you want to make a torture murder house one of the best ways to do that is to not murder anybody because it's just not good to murder so i i think this is a great piece of advice slightly inconvenience someone <laughs> for a short amount of time and then release them yeah.
2: I mean, I'm a I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. I don't kill people unlike Dylan who loves Putin. Uh sorry, Stalin. I'm really on fire today. <laughs> So I I don't I don't want to kill people. If you want to do that, I don't know. I don't have any advice for you. I'm just here for the psychological torture, okay? Uh next thing you could do. This person's watching Paddington 2. They've got the clip-clopping horsewoman upstairs in her high heels, just practicing her moves for the night out. And then on the walls, you have a bunch of calendars. And and you have a bunch of sticky notes all over these calendars that say tomorrow it's due and then (laughs) written in big red letters (laughs) and then you have various phones which are not connected to wi-fi or cell service don't worry they're not calling anybody but they keep coming up with alarms that say due tomorrow get to work on it get to work on it start working right now then you're like oh my god something's due tomorrow i don't even remember what it is but i gotta do it right now I think that's a good way to get them uh very nervous and tortured. That is so. torturous.
1: That is torturous. Yeah. And not a pair of pants in the place. So you're gonna have to do this presentation in your oh. underwear. <gasps> Talking about a nightmare. Oh, this got... is uh this is reminding me of another great one that you can do in your torture torture murder house. Uh, I know that uh Harry Henderson Holmes in his torture <laughs> house he had a small room that was airtight and had a little glass. Hole in it, and it was set up so that from the outside he could release poisonous gas into the room and wash the person die. And then he'd pull a little lever, and the floor would fall out, and they'd fall down a human sized laundry chute to the basement where he'd, you know, harvest the organs. You replace that <sighs> gas. With laughing gas. Now I release it and they're giggling up in a storm and I'm watching through the window and I see you laughing and I'm having a great time. We're all having a great time. I pull this lever. You're in a water slide. You're laughing up. It's so funny. You're getting a sweet high off laughing gas. You shoot off at the end. Into a doctor's chair. Guess what? This is a dentist appointment. I know you're too scared to make a dentist appointment for yourself. So I kidnapped you off the street. You had a fun time. You're already on laughing gate. gas. You're feeling fine. You're gonna have this quick dentist appointment. And bam, you're right off on the street. Living fine and... Going on to the next day to have a great happy life with your family and friends. You
0: didn't even have any cavities. This is just a routine cleaning. See, it's wasn't no, that bad? It's cleaning, it's no problem. I'll slip right out of that giggle closet, right into my doctor chair.
1: Oh God, oh, what if you, did you call it his giggle closet? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Cam, I'm really glad that you did say that their pants are off, because it's true. Some gas comes back into the room, they fall back asleep. <gasps> their pants are back on. But my pockets are empty. However I keep feeling like I'm getting a text. I Did my uh, pocket just vibrate? Oh, oh
1: God yeah. damn it. I, not, I don't even have a phone in there. Vibrating pants. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the most torturous thing I could ever imagine. Vibrating <laughs> pants. That's evil. You could do it. No, you could do That's the thing. Like, if I could get Dylan's pants off of him. Within the hour, I could probably rig up a vibration system in his pants on a a random release, and that is torturous. That would drive you insane.
0: That's what I'm looking for in a partner, though. I don't know. This might be where I diverge from you guys, because you don't think it'd be fun to just... Go to the cheesecake factory with your significant other, and they got an app on their phone that's connected to your pants, and they're just jingling your janglers the whole time. Like, oh, oh, yeah, we're gonna do an order of the garlic bread, and then like, oh, give you a little like, ooh like I don't know, this sounds like paradise to me.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure after like day nine of being in the room, the victim would start having sex with their pants. Just cuz What you gonna do Wow
1: you've, you've got a lot more respect for me than I do Because if you put me in some vibrating pants I'm gonna have a sex with those really quick I'm gonna cover up the porthole to the room And I'm gonna start fucking those pants <laughs> ASAP
0: <laughs> we, we switched out the cartridge For giggle gas and we just replaced it with Horse tranquilizers and we can still hear Cam just like Lamb 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 <laughs> Right into that denim.
2: <laughs> but the neighbor upstairs, she'd fall right asleep. Uh, my last one that I have here is you make the air in the room really cold and dry. Not, I'm not going to freeze this person. However, I do want to put a cute little adorable kitty in there. But she's really scared. However, because the air is so cold and dry, whenever you try to touch that kitty, it shocks her. And she runs away all scared and sad. And so you just you just really want to pet and hold this kitty, but it keeps shocking her because the static electricity and the air is so high because it's cold and dry. Uh-huh.
1: You're a monster. <clears throat> I love it, though. I want to get out ahead of this train and dodge this bullet and give a big old strong leave it on this. Primarily because in 10 years or 20 years when the police discover the dungeon that was built based on these specifications, I, I want to not have that guilt on my conscience or blood on my hands. So I'm gonna say building your own torture chamber is a definite leave it, don't do it. And also I'm gonna throw an addendum on there that I study serial killers and all kinds of killers. Cause I don't know. I have a morbid curiosity. I've just normal curiosity. And I have morbid curiosity too. I've got all kinds of curiosity. And the one theme I found among all serial killers, HH Holmes included, Harry Henderson Holmes included <laughs> is they all do that thing that we all experience in middle school where they think they're super cool while they're being big old losers. And I think a lot of people get into the serial killing because they think they're going to be so freaking cool while they're doing it. You're not. You're a big hole loser nerd the whole time you're killing people. So just don't do it. Go get some help, buddy.
0: But I will say, Cam, we did kind of have a divergence there in the middle. We got Ryland's House of Horrors, mm-hmm. and that's one house that we built. But then we did start to make Camden's Giggle Hut, <laughs> and... While you are going to leave Ryland's House of Horrors, did you have a room that you wanted to build on to the back porch of your giggle hut?
1: Yeah. Back of the Giggle Hut. There is one of those mechanical bowls that you do that you see at like bars and stuff down south where you got to rodeo that bowl and you have to ride it. All right. And it's a lot of fun. All your friends are there, too. There's beers, you know, pretzels. You're having a great time. Great music playing. You're seeing if you can get the eight seconds. And then at some point, surprise to you, unbeknownst, a little panel does open up in the saddle and a doctor's two fingers come up and just give you a quick proctology exam. Hey, look at that. You're too scared to make the appointment yourself. But look, it was quick. It was easy. It was simple. You're having fun. You're out on the street again, living your life as a healthy person. This actually, like, I if these existed, it would solve a lot of problems I have in my life right now. So
0: Camden's Giggle Hut, I'll live it. Well, gee, I'm at a crossroads here. Am I taking a left and going to Camden's Giggle Hut? Or am I hanging a righty there and going to Ryland's House of Horrors? I feel like I'm choosing between my children here. I'm going to be diplomatic about this and go ahead and say... I'm going to live both of these lives, you boys. And I'm going to build a room onto each of your houses. Make this house a home. Give it some Dylan flair. Cam, to you. Cam's Giggle Hut. I'm going to build a room that... You walk into a into a dark room, and there's a TV on the wall, and it's got Paddington Bear playing, but then that just flickers off real fast. And then you see me, and I'm on there. I'm wearing a crazy black wig. I got white makeup on with little red Target signs drawn on my cheeks, and I go, Welcome to my giggle room. It's me, Dylan, and I'm here for you to have a good time. Please disrobe. I'm not gonna look I promise I don't have any cameras in here this isn't gross I'm not being weird about this or anything just take a close up. it's fine and you disrobe it's all dark the door's locked no one's coming in no one's bothering you where's the giggle hut then I say make your way to the back wall and you move over to this back Jesus. wall and I say put your hands on the wall now just slide them down a little bit and you're gonna feel you're gonna feel the entry point point. and you slide your <laughs> hands down and then you start to feel what is that is it a is it an anus the size of a wall what's going on here it's one of those giant you never hold those things that slip out of your hands all the time they're filled with glitter and fun shapes oh i have
2: a lot of personal experience with
0: those Well, i don't want to know that story because we're gonna we're gonna get to your house of horrors in a minute you just slide yourself right into there and then the lights come on and you see all the shapes and the glitter are illuminated and you're feeling safe as you're inside a giant human-sized one of those slippy glitter tubes it's what we've all wanted (laughs) to feel nestled and safe inside like a technicolor lisa frank paradise and then i i'm still in the other room but you can kind of like vaguely hear me you're you're inside this glitter anus right now i say you're having a fun time we got room service here. Just let me know. We can get that going for you. And then when you're ready to stop, we have a little treat for you afterwards. We got It's kind of like a TGI Friday's deal. We got nachos. We got wontons. You know, steaks, salmon, whatever oh. you want. And uh, that's the room that I would tack on to Camden's Giggle Hut. Now, Ryland's House of Horrors... Wait, wait,
2: wait. wait, wait. Is that Slippy Toop not an MRI machine? And you're actually being scanned with an MRI. How did to- I
0: forget? We, we've developed new technology at Camden's Giggle Hut. MRI is a part of it, but it's going to full body scan you. You know all that stuff where you're like, I didn't have this mole before. Is this just like a skin tag that's maybe developing and that's like a natural part of aging or is this something I need to be worried about? This machine's going to go all the way down. It's going to say, you don't have cavities. That dentist lied to you. That mole, don't worry about it. Maybe wear sunscreen though. That little yellow spot you got on your hand, remember when you hit your hand on that. doorknob earlier it's fine it's not it's not jaundice or nothing to worry about and it gives you a big stamp of approval of health and uh you don't have to do that huge 180 copay that it would take to get a full body scan at a regular facility yeah wow that's giggle hut healthcare for you and it's nice
1: that it just prints out the clean bill of health right there because after this room you go to the fuck pit so you just show them the clean test results right there and you jump into the fucking
0: Yeah. Pit. Now going over to Ryland's House of Horrors, this one's real quick. You just walk into a room, it's fully lit, there's no TVs, no nothing, it's just Ryland standing there and he goes I had a lot of history with those little glitter things that slip out of your hands. <laughs> no! And then he smiles at you with that Ryland smile and he does a little wink. So that's the scariest room in the whole house, but I'm gonna live both of them.
2: Now, I don't think it's really fair to have my murder house compared to Cam's Fun Hospital uh, where people <laughs> go to for fun uh, to, and also get treated. What I like about my place is that you don't have a choice. Uh, you just wake <laughs> up in there. But, but but there, you know, I, I'm a big believer in balance in the universe, so if I were if i was to wake up in my own uh nightmare house yeah maybe i would be a little stressed out from all the due dates on the walls and maybe i would be pretty annoyed because i can't hear fucking what how did paddington get in jail i don't know <laughs> and and yes maybe i i would hate my vibrating pants that i would wind up having sex with and i really want to pet that cat however once i get out of that room I will be able to appreciate my lack of deadlines, my ability to turn the volume up on my television, uh, the chance to pet a cat that isn't going to be shocked every time I touch it, and I can still have sex with my pants if I want to, you know? I Maybe I'd something in that room that... Pockets are really nice, and and so this is why I like my own murder house. I'm gonna live it. I am gagged
0: right now. Yeah. Rylan flipped the script because you you leave the nightmare house. Everything Rylan just said is true. You leave the giggle hut. You're like, this sweater from the Gap doesn't feel like a glitter anus. Like, what am I doing here? And then you you see that stamp of B- clean health on your fridge that you got magneted up there. What's the date on that say? Three months ago. You're like, did I develop something since then? How many how many cavities do I got and I've got at least four more moles your, your life is just constant stress every waking moment that you're not at Cam's Giggle Hut It's about $4,000 a visit to visit Cam's Giggle Hut. Yeah,
1: well, you're paying for a lot of doctor degrees right? on top of that.
0: Right, a lot of alien technology that hasn't quite been patented yet. That glitter anus. Can you just imagine being President Hoover
1: when the aliens first visited? And we're like, and we will trade you technologies like this cellular phone and this glitter anus. President Hoover was like, yeah, you can abduct as many Americans as you want. Give it to me. Let's trade. This is LifePile Podcast, the only podcast that's living out the nuclear winter in a submarine deep underneath the Pacific. We want to thank aliens for glitter anuses. We want to thank coffee for keeping us awake. And we want to thank our friend Scott Davis for the theme music for the show. If you want to catch me this week, I'll be trading poems for alien tech. Dylan, where can we catch you this week?
0: That's a great question, Kim. You can talk to my work about it. You can talk to my family. You can talk to my friends. I don't think any of them are really going to know what I'm going to be up to this week. It's a big old mystery. I'll tell you one thing. I really want to get back to playing Banjo-Kazooie at my friend's house. But what I'm doing this week, it's anyone's guess. And I'll tell you who is guessing all the spools with those
1: arms locked slowly walking through a field together oh no. Looking for a little Timmy's shoe
0: Dylan, That's not funny <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, spending a lot of my week uh, out on the racetrack, Tokyo drifting over a bunch of twist and shouters on the ground. They'll be covered in paint. It's gonna be a, a big old art exhibit. If you guys want to come check it out, uh, then we can head back to my place for the after show, and I can maybe show you what I do with a glitter anus. So just come on down.
1: This is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. life pile